0: As announced this morning, we have Pastor Daniel Messiah with us here from Open the Gates uh, Ministry. Uh, As we had a little blurb in the bulletin for a week or two, Daniel is someone who Jesus saved out of Islam and has a real heart to be able to uh, not only reach others but equip as well uh, the church, how to effectively love and uh, reach people who are in Islam to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, and he's here on the East Coast for a few weeks and speaking at some of the Calvary chapels. And we were able to uh, get him to be here with us this morning. We're going to show you a brief video, and then afterwards, he's going to come up and share with us. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Jesus, He is using all of us today to crack the image of this man. I follow Muslims now, and I, I want to bring them to know the love of Christ. They're not slaves, they're sons and daughters of the Lord who loves them. Jesus paid the price for me to go to heaven. Yes, we he answer your in the And he paid for everyone here. There you know... My friends, the mission fields is here. Tell us about good news about Jesus Christ. If you put your trust in Jesus, you will go to heaven. Who will share the gospel with the all? If you guys are silent, how people will be saved? Praise the Lord. Hey guys, you sleeping. Come on. Let us I will count after three you shout. Praise the Lord. Okay? Let us stand. Let us stand. One, two, three. Pray. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, guys. No, no, no. They told me they have insurance on the building. Don't worry. You know, we need to shake the building. Okay? One, two, three. Praise, Praise the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord hand. Have a seat That's what I wanted you to do when you see any mosque in the area Just go around and praise the Lord They will kill you but that's okay <laughs> You know where you're going, right? How many of you know where he are going? Raise your hand Amen, praise the Lord I am very delighted to be here this morning And uh, I met Pastor Tony, uh, I believe two years ago in the mission conference or pastor conference in uh, Marietta in San Diego. And, uh, you know, since even before he moved here, he started supporting our ministry. And uh, we really uh, appreciate what he's doing here and, uh, you know, pushing us to reach out to almost 15 million uh, Muslims in the uh, United States. 15 million They are living here in your own backyard And I have a greeting from my wife I have one wife and five children <laughs> Praise the Lord And uh, I met my wife in uh, different uh, circumstances uh, I never dated my wife You know, in uh, Egypt It's uh, against uh, the culture and uh, Christianity uh, In Egypt to date someone uh, before you get married. And uh, I was praying I said Lord please Find me a godly lady And uh, one day I saw a dream And in my dream I am visiting uh, an Egyptian family And I am sitting in the uh, family room And I saw my wife at the corner And her dad was very upset And mad And his hair was standing up In the dream And I woke up from the dream, I said, this is a nightmare, I ate too much yesterday night, and uh, I went to a church to preach, and at the church, uh, an old lady was standing at the door, and she greeted me, and she said, oh, praise the Lord, good message, could you please pray for my daughter? I said, what happened to your daughter? She said, she has been crying for the last two weeks. I said, wow, bring your daughter here, and she was crying because she did bad in her exam. And she called her daughter, and the minute her daughter started coming close, I said, Wow, this is the lady I saw in my dream. And I said, Lord, you're really funny, you know, to bring my wife <laughs> this way. And... Uh, you know, I, I laid my hand over her head and I started, in fact, praying two prayers one for her and one for me, you know, because I wanted to get connected to her and uh, there is no dating in Egypt. You know, it's a long story. You need to read my book after the sermon, okay? And uh, also, uh, I am glad to see Pastor Gary. Uh, I went with uh, Pastor Gary uh, in a uh, few mission trips in Africa, and he's a very dangerous man, you know, he can, he can take us to the mosque, to places, you know, and, uh, but uh, I have the privilege to serve with him, he's a man of God, and uh, I, myself, I learned a lot from him, uh, for a couple of years, he was at uh, Maranatha Chapel, and uh, today I have uh, a, a very short message, and uh, before I start, I wanted to give you a warning. You know, when an Egyptian pastor preaches, we never go by the watch, we go by calendar when we <laughs> preach. Okay? And I will tell you a true story. Uh, in my church in San Diego, when I planted uh, my first church, uh, people start complaining. You know, I preach uh, over an hour. You know, in Egypt, we can preach for two hours, and people are still sitting, you know. And uh, they. Stop complaining. They said, here in America, we need fast food, you know, just half an hour, and, you know, we need to go to the beach or to the lunch, you know. I said, okay, I need someone to face me, and if I pass uh, 30 minutes, just give me a sign, and I will wrap my sermon, you know, and one day, I was excited, and I forgot about the watch, and... Uh, the deacon started giving me a warning after 30 minutes I pretended I didn't see him and I was walking <laughs> this side and I see him walking with me and after 45 minutes the same, he gave me the second sign, I looked to the other side and finally he changed it from this to this <laughs> you know? and the problem with this, he was from Iraq and the Iraqi people, they mean it you know, they are, they are not like you you guys can say I will kill you But you didn't mean it In Iraq they mean it I quit right away You know And uh, it was it was great to see many people in my church From different nationalities come to know the Lord And uh, I wanted to ask you also a question How many of you know Egyptians are funny? You know <laughs> You see <laughs> Yeah uh, This is in fact uh, You can use it when you meet any Muslim uh, Like if you wanted to reach uh, a Muslim Just you know say hello And are you from Iraq You are from Lebanon You know Whatever the country he is You can ask you know Who is the funniest people in Middle East And this will open the door for you to share uh, The good news with him But uh, most of the Middle East They love Egyptian They consider us like Hollywood of Middle East You know It's like American for the rest of the world, you know, and uh, uh, one day, uh, I will tell you a true story happened to me and my wife. We were in Spain, and uh, I decided, sometimes I do crazy stuff, you know, and uh, Pastor Gary knows me about that, you know. And uh, I decided to take like 500 Bible in my trunk and take it to Morocco, from Spain to Morocco. And uh, uh, I invited one American missionary to come with me and said, you're crazy, you know. If they search your car uh, We will end in prison I told them don't worry You know you are an American And worst case scenario They will send you to America But me and my wife will spend time in prison in Morocco And you know He, he listened to me And we started going Approaching uh, the border of Morocco And at the border A pe- uh, soldier was guns, And he stopped in my car And he asked me Where are you from? And I told him I'm from Egypt Immediately, he told me, Tell me a joke, you know, <laughs> because they know we are funny. And uh, I stopped praying for a good joke and I shared it with him. And uh, he told everybody, they Open the gates to this guy. And that's how I get the ministry name, Open the Gates, you know. And we start spreading the gospel uh, all around. Uh, let us open Isaiah chapter 60. And. Uh, with all bad news we hearing in Middle East you know about ISIS and uh, about uh, persecution, uh, many Christians are persecuted in Egypt in Iraq, and we all uh, hear uh, hearing uh, all those bad news in the media. But I have a good news for you guys this morning: God uh, is still on the throne, and the God is still working and leading millions of Muslims to Christ and uh, we need to have the eyes to see what God is really doing uh, in uh, Middle East and in United States you know don't look at what you guys hearing from the media because our media are really deceiving us and Satan is using the media to put fear in the heart of Christian And the purpose of all the fears around us Is to stop us from reaching out To Muslim people You know, and I'm telling you I am a missionary And I am in the mission field I am meeting with missionaries every day And you know, receiving reports uh, God is moving And leading millions Of Muslim to Christ every day. Here is what the statistic from uh, Al Jazeera TV. How many of you watch Al Jazeera? You know, this report, you know, if you can prepare uh, the Imam video for us, I will show you right now from Al Jazeera, not the 700 Club, you know, TV. It's from Al Jazeera. a famous Muslim leader is shouting, is screaming, try to warn all Muslim leaders to stop the conversion of Muslim to Christianity in Sudan. And Muslims are going, uh, accepting Christ in Sudan, 667 Muslim are coming to the Lord Every day In Sudan 16,000 Muslim Coming to know the Lord In Africa Every year I'm sorry every month 6 million Coming to know the Lord Every year You can even google that And you will see Al Jazeera TV Screaming the, the warning imams do something because in two years in Sudan there will be no Muslim and that's what he said you know praise the Lord yeah let us see this إن في الشمال أقول في الجنوب وأخشى إن بقي الأمر على ذلك لعامين فقط ألا يكون في شمال السودان موحد. praise the Lord. you know in Sudan in two years there will be no Muslim in Sudan. that's what Al Jazeera try to warning the Muslim leaders. we know they they killing. Uh, Uh, Christian in Middle East But the Lord my friend Is working and Leading millions Millions, three millions Just between 2011 And now in Egypt Came to know the Lord You believe that? Three million They uh, accepted Christ And they filling Churches in Egypt A church this size Half of the church Will be Muslim attending Let us let us see uh, The church in Egypt And how many Muslims Are really attending this church This is by the way My church in Egypt Where I accepted Christ And uh, I was talking with the pastor A few months ago He said you, you, you can't believe that You know my church Half of it is Muslim Attendant You know they coming To hear the message. There is no fear now. In. uh, in, Among the Christian. And in Egypt. God is moving. My friend. And this is a good news. I wanted to share with you this morning. You know. Don't be afraid. To share the gospel. Not only with Muslims. With anybody. With anybody. Today is the day of good news. And we remain silent. My church. Uh, my friends we need to go with the good news to people around us let us see the church in Egypt that's, that's the new and pastor from the church he introduced the church and the name of the church is Kassam Bubara, uh, and it's in, in Tahrir School. now, he said we welcome all the Muslims <muchin> in the church. and you asking all, <muchin> all Muslims to stand? My friend, God is moving in the Middle East, those uh, those, uh, seen from Middle East, from Egypt, it's not in America, you know, and I'm here this morning. Excuse me. To encourage you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Today is the day of good news. And uh, the Lord wanted to use each one of us. We are in sensitive time, my friend. And with what's happening in Middle East, we are getting close, right? How many believe we are getting close? And God wanted to equip the church and to use His church To share the gospel with other people You know let us see uh, What revival Happening in Egypt After Mubarak left office In Egypt uh, 70,000 Muslim, Christian, Coptic Orthodox, Catholic They gather in a cave Church There is a cave church in Egypt And they start worshipping Jesus uh, For all night and this is happening in Egypt. You know, again guys, I am here today to let you see the stuff you never see it in your media. Your media is deceiving us. You know, God loves Muslims. God loves the Jew. And I believe the only two groups, the Lord is working among them right now, is the Muslim and Jew. Do you know why? Because they never heard the gospel. You know, if you are nominal Christian, I think the door is getting closed very soon. And if you didn't accept the Christ until now, and you are Christian, today is the day to come to Christ. Okay, let us see the revival in Egypt, you know. Uh, and again, look to a Coptic priest. You'll see him raising his hand and worshiping the Lord, Muslim cover people, are praying the church there start reaching out there is no fear in the Egyptian church, I remember when I was a Muslim uh, in Egypt, you know, people afraid to invite Muslim to church but now, Muslim are asking Christian, we need to go to your church, you know let us see the revival happening in Egypt They clapping and they, they call the name of Jesus Yeshua. Yeshua. For 45 minutes, they just calling the name of Jesus. And those are people, my friend. A river of people. That is the cave. Church. That's in the land of Egypt, my friend. Who is a warrior? How many of you guys are real warriors of the Lord? Raise your hand. Amen. This has no authority over us. Watch a Coptic priest. Coptic are coming to know the Lord. Catholic coming to know the Lord. Muslim are coming to know the Lord. exciting to see what the Lord is doing in other nations, you know, with all the bad news we hear about uh, the killing of the 21 Egyptian uh, in Libya and the other uh, acts of uh, ISIS, you know, my friend, we are in historical time and God wanted to use us, you know, God wanted to use us to bring many people to him before he closed the gate. You know, and I like your church name, Gateway, you know It will fit with open the gates, you know <laughs> You come for we open the gates, and you guys come in You know, Gateway, you know uh, But uh, I came from uh, Israel uh, last month in May And uh, one day I was in a restaurant And uh, sometimes it's harder for me If I go to a place just for, you know, to have uh, fun you know, uh, the whole trip was just for, uh, you know, tour, but I'm not a tour guy, you know, I like to spread the gospel, and uh, they took us to the Timberland, and they said, you can't even wear a cross, or you take a Bible, or something, I took Bibles, and I hide my book, and, you know, I start leaving them everywhere there, (laughs) you know. Uh, I I don't believe anybody can control me, only the Lord Jesus, you know, and uh, one day I was uh, uh, eating dinner in the hotel, and I took uh, my coffee cup, and I went in the back to put more coffee, and there was a Palestinian guy at the corner, he's a server, and uh, I saw his name, you know, and uh, I know his, uh, he's speaking Arabic. I started talking with him Arabic. Uh, Salam alaikum, how are you? You know, and we started talking, and uh, he was uh, upset why we helping the Jew, you know, because uh, we were, uh, Pastor we were, were talking about how uh, the church is supporting the Jew. And he told me, why are you guys supporting the Jew? Why didn't you support even Christian Arab? I told them, let me ask you a question, you know, who you would like to rule in this country, in Israel, the Jew or the Muslim, you know, and before you answer, you know, here, the Jew giving you a job, they, give, they putting money in your pocket, you know, but if the Muslim rule, they will cut your head, and the guy looked to me and he said, yeah, I agree with you, you know, and uh, I told them, forget about everything, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you have a relationship with God and the minute I said that I saw his tear coming and I start sharing with him more and more and how God loves him and he has a plan for him the guy were crying and I, I didn't say you know anything except few words you know I told him what if we pray together do you mind if we pray together and you give your life to Christ and the guy prayed with me and accepted Christ you know, uh, in San Diego, three weeks ago, uh, I received a call from uh, a church in San Diego, uh, I suppose, to preach uh, in this church, and uh, one of the pastor's staff called me, he said, Daniel, I need you to call this uh, guy, he's from Saudi Arabia, and uh, he came here to the church, and we didn't understand what he really asking us. And uh, he doesn't speak very good English, and uh, he and his girly friend came, and you know, uh, if you can talk with them, it would be great. I said, give me his phone number. I contacted him, and you know, I met with him when I was uh, after the service I preached that, and I started knowing him more. And he's from Saudi Arabia. He tried to convert his girly friend to Islam, and he brought a lot of books about Islam and woman in Islam and uh, he told her you know if you if you became a Muslim we can married we can go to Saudi Arabia he's very rich man in Saudi Arabia his dad is the ambassador uh, of uh, Saudi Arabia in Iran in uh, Yemen in uh, France and Mozambique many many countries very rich man and here is a young lady from uh, Brazil Uh, both of them were studying English in uh, the college and uh, they you know start having a relationship together but he wanted to convert her to Islam the lady told him look I'm a Christian I will not be a Muslim and she stand firm you know uh, uh, telling him I will stay a Christian you need to be a Muslim he said you know what this will not work and he was frustrated and he was walking at Balboa Park and suddenly uh, a guy came with a one million dollar bill track and he gave it to him and uh, after he started reading it he started see Jesus face on the sky and uh, you know he started get confused more And but he found this uh, the address of the church uh, on the one million dollar uh, track and this is was the church I scheduled to preach the following week you know and I met him and we talked and I explained to him the difference between Islam, Christianity, Jesus and Muhammad and after a couple of hours the guy gave his life to Christ and he called his family his mom, you know, hey I became a Christian and you know uh, his bank account, he showed to me his bank account, you know, before he called Saudi Arabia was 450,000 I saw the statement, you know on his cell phone, because I was asking him, do you need anything, he said, no, 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 no no, I'm good, here is my bank account 450, you know, after he called Saudi Arabia you know, and shares the gospel, his balance now is zero, you know and they cut all kind of support, you know, uh, of him. But, you know, the guy is very happy. And uh, he has a, a new family now in San Diego. But I wanted you to know God is moving among Muslims. Another lady from Saudi Arabia. Uh, and it seemed like God really opening up a new door for me among Saudi Arabians. You know, another lady, she came to a church like this, standing in the back. You know, she she wanted to worship Allah in the church. And uh, she was in the back, and she was raising her hand, was Christian. After the, the worship end, uh, a, a lady next to her, she told her, oh, uh, are you a Christian? And, you know, she started talking to her, and she said, no, 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 I'm a Muslim, but I wanted to worship Allah in your church. She told her, "Okay, uh, I think you need to know Daniel Messiah, uh, and uh, he can explain more about uh, Christianity." She called me. Me and my wife, we uh, set an appointment to meet with her at Starbucks, and we start talking with her. And I shared my story with her, and you can see after a couple of hours, again, this lady shining, very smart, and she accepted Christ in her heart. You know, and now she worshipping Jesus in the church, not Allah. You know. Uh but God is moving, my friend. Do you do you do you know uh the author of Kite Runner? Did you ever read the book, Kite Runner? You know, it's it's a movie, it's a very famous book, you know. Uh I received a call in San Diego from a teacher. And uh, this lady is a very faithful lady. Do you remember uh, the first video when uh, we played? We, we have 200 uh, Muslim uh, received the Bible. You know, and one day, this lady, she's a teacher in one of the big colleges in El Cajon. And uh, her heart is to reach out to Muslim. One day, we have our annual... Uh, worship or event to reach out to Muslim she called me she said I have 200 Muslim I want to bring them to the event do you have a bus I said no I didn't have a bus you know and I tried to call big churches hey give us a bus you know we have 200 miles. but you know big churches you need to schedule and you know it's a lot of routine you need to go through you know I said you know forget about the bus and I got two big vans and I, I selected four people from our team they started moving the Muslim from uh, 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 El Cajon Boulevard in downtown to uh, El Cajon City, and uh, God gave us a great time, but one lady, my friend, one lady, she led 200 people, you know, to our event, and I know here this morning, there is a lady or a man or young man hearing me, God will use you to turn, you know, New Jersey upside down, you know, don't say I'm young, don't say I'm old, don't say I'm a woman, but I know from this church, every church I go, there is key people, God will use them. And uh, this lady uh, called me and she said, Hey, uh, I have a student, uh, he wanted to know more about Jesus. Do you have time to talk with him? I said, Yeah, we arrange a meeting at uh, another church in El Cajon, uh, Skyline Church, and I brought him, and uh, she brought the video of Jesus' movie uh, in uh, uh, Afghanistani language he's from Afghanistan, the guy and he watched the movie on our laptop, and when the cross scene came, the guy started crying and I told him, do you understand what you see? He said, yeah. And uh, after the film or the movie end, I asked him, do you like to give your life to Christ? And this guy, this author, young man, you know, give his life to Christ. You know, and many, many, many stories like that, you know, uh, is happening. God is leading Muslim to Christ. That's why I wanted you to open Isaiah Sixty, by the way, this is just introduction. I didn't start yet. Okay, there is no watch in front of me, and I have all the excuses. No, I'm kidding. But if you opened Isaiah sixty, uh, you would see in uh, verse four, "Lift up your eyes all around and see; they all gather together; they come to you." And if you look at uh, verse 6 The multitude of camels shall cover your land And uh, the Midian and uh, Ephah, All those from Shaba shall come Do you know those countries representing Middle East Like the Gulf, like uh, Sudan, like uh, Jordan and then in, uh, in verse 7, all the flocks of Kedar, do you know Kedar? Uh, original, uh, right now is Saudi Arabia, you know, and uh, if you put the pieces together, and it said in the end of the verse, and the rams of uh, Naboyat, which is the firstborn of Ishmael, you know, all of them are gathered to you, Multitude of camels will cover your land. And we know camels here refer to what? To Arabs. To Arabs, right? I know this prophecy about Israel uh, in the future, but this is really what God uh, talked to me and told me to share it with you. You know, multitude of camels are coming around you. They are in your own backyard over 15 million Muslim are here you know and they are begging us like uh, the vision Paul saw in Macedonia a guy from Macedonia came to him and he was pleading with Paul please come and help us I believe Muslim are crying out to you guys telling you, please share the gospel with us. 42% of Muslims are coming to know the Lord today through vision and dreams. Or they listen to God's voice. Do you know why? Anybody? Because the church is silent. And God loves Muslims. And that's what happened with me. I was a Muslim you know, and I have a friend for 12 years he afraid to share the gospel with me he never told me Jesus loves you he never gave me a bible he never invite me to his church, he was afraid Christian at that time we talking about 30 years ago in Egypt, they were afraid you know, but today God break the fear you know and one day, I told my friend, I would like to go to your church, but my agenda was to make fun and mock Christians in their churches. I wanted to see how those infidels, they do in their churches. You know, I thought if I go to a church like this, people will drink liquor, dancing, doing bad stuff yeah and I said let me go and mock them I will tell my Muslim friend I will go to the mosque and we will mock Christianity and Christian that's how Muslim see Christianity through the TV through Hollywood they see all actors wearing cross and dancing and drinking this is Christianity for all Muslim in their mind it's like you when I say you know, people from Saudi Arabia or Iraq. Oh, suicide bomber. You know. That's how Christians think. You know? And that's the problem. You know, you guys thinking all Muslim are suicide bomber and you're afraid to talk with them, you see the black cover of any woman, you don't want it to get close. I, I, I did a funny thing in my class. One day, you know, I teach classes all over ch- in churches. And after I teach the class to love Muslims and, you know, motivate them, I told one of uh, our students, she's a lady, to wear a Muslim cover from her head to toes and come to the class at the end and just to see the reaction of the student, you know. And the lady knocked and I told one of the students, could you please open the door, and she when she opened the door, she saw this Muslim lady coming, with all cover, only two eyes, you know, and everybody was looking, you know, nobody even shake her hand, or say, hi, how are you, you know, and the lady started moving to, and the class is silent, silent, you know, finally, one, she stands, and said, oh, hi, and she gave her a hug, you know, And I told them, you guys all fail the class, only this student, you know. Yeah, because the fear, fear. my friend afraid to take me to his church. He thought, I would put a bomb in his church. He took me to a different church. You know, this is how Christians love each other. Don't bomb my church, bomb the other church. Is that sad? you know, but I I am glad he took me to the other church which is a church you guys see they love Muslim, they open the door for Muslim, you know and uh, uh, I went I sat in the back and I was watching when the dancing, when the liquor will start you know, nothing happened you know, at the end the pastor asked one of the congregation to pray, at the end I kicked my friend, how you guys pray he said, close your eyes and listen to the prayer I said to myself he wanted me to close my eyes then they can do the bad thing inside the meeting I pretended I'm closing but I was watching everybody nothing happened and I got very disappointed you know I said this is, is something is wrong here and we walk me and my friend to his home and I start thinking you know what happened if the pastor told me lead us in prayer you know I didn't know how Christian pray I need to prepare I asked my friend give me your prayer he wrote the Lord's prayer our father in heaven and when I took this prayer I said I will memorize it if anyone asked me to pray I will repeat this prayer like Islam, in Islam they pray 5 times a day same verses from the Quran it's memorized verses Muslims never have a relationship with God they never talk to God. It's only verses repeated five times a day. Between, uh, uh, wh- while they pray. praying. And I took the Lord's Prayer, and I started memorizing, reading the first line, Our Father in Heaven. I started laughing. I said, those people are really crazy. They're calling God, Father. God is my Father, God is my daddy I open the window and I start talking with God you know and I told you Egyptians are funny I start making mocking this prayer said you are my daddy when you married to my mom when does that happen you know you are my father I can call you daddy you are my daddy and my friend while I am mocking this prayer the Holy Spirit filled my room and I felt God coming to me, hugging me. Even His face was very close to me. That's what I felt. And the love of God poured in my heart in a way I never have it. I never have this encounter in Islam. And here is God confirming to me, yes. And I heard this voice telling me, yes, I am your daddy. I am your father. And my friend, this was enough for me to break my heart. I saw crying like a baby. And I told him, why you left me 23 years? Why you left me 23 years? You know, and uh, this message is for anyone here. He did not get the message that God is your father. God is your daddy. And uh, I went to sleep. I wake up the second day. And uh, I went to church Not to mock Christian, Not to watch them But I wanted to know more About my daddy And they invited me to Alexandria uh, A conference uh, at Alexandria And in, in the conference There was a preacher Preaching and saying Jesus can't change your heart Jesus can't change your life I said wow this is what I was looking for all my life I prayed many times in Islam and I asked Allah to change me nothing happened here is a preacher is preaching and saying Jesus can change your heart I said let me put Jesus for a test I took a side at the conference next to a sofa and I bow and I said between me and God Lord if this guy telling the truth change me change me I am ready And boom, again, the Holy Spirit came and filled me. And I started speaking in tongues. And I am in Presbyterian Church. (laughs) Not Pentecostal Church, not Calvary Chapel Church. Boom, 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 praising the Lord with another language. You know, God God really manifested Himself to me in a great way at that day. And after that, uh, I got the confirmation in my life. I have a new person in my life now and I start sharing the gospel with everyone I meet I decided not to be like Christian I decided to be like Jesus, like Paul to take the gospel to people around me and I stopped praying and I, I made my commitment uh, oh I found the watch here <laughs> Yeah, when I need to finish uh, 20 after okay uh, and I started praying praying and saying Lord uh, use me use my life and I made my commitment to reach out to ten people a day I will not sleep I will not sleep if I count them eight there is two missing I will go to the street I will stop a taxi and I will take this taxi a couple of blocks during this time I will share the gospel with the taxi driver that's number 9 I will ask him to drop me, I will take another taxi back home that's number 10 you know and I start going to the high rising building in Cairo I will go to the elevator and the minute the elevator close I have a captive audience (laughs) I will stop preach the gospel you know you can see the people when the door is open, everybody running you know (laughs) I start going in the buses. standing stand in the bus. Very crowded bus. Hey guys, have you heard about Jesus? The whole people inside the bus. Nobody can touch him because it's very crowded, you know. Mm -hmm. And people coming out of the window, you know. But uh, I was sharing the gospel with all people I meet every day. In my college, in my work, you know. And finally, I was sharing the gospel with a taxi driver. To make the story short, the taxi driver... Uh, challenged me, he told me, did you ever see a Muslim became a Christian, I said, yeah, I know many Muslim became Christian, he said, if you show me one, I will go to church with you, I said, me, he said, no, you lying, you are Christian, I said, no, I was a Muslim, I showed him my ID, and in my ID, my real name is Muhammad Kamel. And there is require in our uh, Egyptian ID to mark one of two boxes, a Muslim or a Christian, because there is uh, majority is a Muslim, eighty five percent, fifteen percent Christian. And if you are a Christian, you need to mark the box. It said Christian. If you are a Muslim, you mark the Muslim box. And he saw my box was a Muslim. I told him, you believe me now, you will come to church like you said, he said, give me the address and he reported me to the secret police and the secret police came they took me, they told me, we need you for half an hour and the half an hour became eight months in solitary confinement, no bed no cover, you can imagine I was sleeping like on on the cement on the asphalt, you know uh, no shower, uh, one meal a day, no toilet. My toilet was a coffee can with sharp edges. I remember I take my shoes to put it over the edges to use it. You know, uh, a lot of bugs in, in my cell, those kind of bugs, they will beat you, get the blood from you. You know, and uh, I complained. And they told me I need to wash my floor with gasoline. And I put gasoline even on my sweater. Because the bugs was were a lot of them. I, I am not allowed to brush my teeth, you know. Uh, all my time was locked. I only have five minutes to take my coffee can, to clean it in the restroom, bring it back to myself. And before they put me in prison, I got interrogated by the Attorney General. And this is the Attorney General of whole Egypt. And I was praying. I said, Lord, you didn't brought me to this guy to ask me questions for hours. Give me a message for this guy. And the Lord gave me three questions for this guy. I told him, Mr. Hisham, I will ask you three questions. If you answer them, I will go back to Islam. But if you didn't answer them, you need to take Christianity seriously and read the Bible. And the guy accepted. And now I start interrogating him. You see how God uh, turning the table. And I asked him the first question. Does Allah love you? And I wanted you to remember those questions. You can use it with any Muslim. And see the answer. You, uh, the Muslim answer will be. I told them, does Allah love you in Islam? He said I don't know There is no love in Islam Tell them if you die today where are you going He said I don't know You know my friend in the Quran There is a verse saying All Muslim are going to hell Chapter 91 verse 17 In the Quran All Muslims are going to hell They never read it in the Quran Nominal Muslim 90% of the Muslim They didn't know the Quran you know, and I ask them the third question, is Allah able to change people in in Islam, he said no, no, no Allah will never change anybody and there is a verse, and I will say it in Arabic, you know, if if anyone hear it in Arabic they will know this verse Allah will never change anybody in Islam I told them, Mr. Gisham, did you notice Allah does not love you Allah will not take you to heaven and Allah is not able to change you why are you following this Allah in Islam and this is the Attorney General my friend you know and uh, I was 23, 24 at that time and he turned the table and he asked me is God loves you in Christianity I said of course God loves me He came He died I have the proof He sent Jesus to die for my sin." Yes, Jesus loves me God loves me He said, where are you going if you die? I said, I am going to heaven And I can prove it to you He said, how? I said, I am not scared of you I know who you are You are the Attorney General of Egypt With your signature I will be behind the sun Behind the sun an Egyptian expression mean I will disappear But even if you do that I know where I am going I'm going to my daddy I'm going to my father and the guy said uh, is God changing people in Christianity I said yeah that's why I'm in your office you know because God changed me you know and he cannot he cannot find anything to put me in prison for he asked me two sensitive questions the first question was what do you think about the Quran I told him don't be sensitive don't take it personally The Quran does not worth three pennies for me. And the guy who writes the report next to him, he told him, Sir, do you want me to write this? Because he will write with his own hand, Quran does not worth three pennies. He said, yes, write this. The guy started shouting, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. And then he asked me the second question. "Uh, What do you think about the Prophet Muhammad? I told him don't take it personally don't be sensitive Muhammad can be anything but not a prophet from God the guy asked him again sir do you want me to write this he said write this Oh Allah so shouting more Oh Allah forgive me Oh Allah forgive me and finally he put me eight months in prison but my friend I was excited that I am going to prison why because I will have captive audience But when they put me in solitary confinement, you know, shutting my door, there is no way to see people, right? But here is what the Lord did. Everybody in the prison became suspicious. Why they lock this guy? I am not allowed to go outside. All the prisoners started sneaking and coming through my small window asking me, what is your crime? They thought I'm a terrible guy, I'm a killer or something, you know. I and I I I start saying to them, I was a Muslim, became a Christian. I say, Wow, you're crazy. Four five hundred prisoners, all of them lining day after day, and I give the message. Through, through a small window. And my nickname was Bishop Muhammad at the time, you know, in the prison. The, the authorities, the guards called me, Bishop Muhammad, you can't share the gospel from your window, you know. <laughs> and he will come inside and he will, can, he will whip me, you know. But God, my friend, gave me a great time in prison. You know, and if you really wanted to see God's power, I encourage you to submit everything to him, you know, give the whole life for him, and see how God will use your life to be a blessing for many people, and after eight months, we came to the state, and I told you how I married my wife, and we got our son, first son, Joshua, and I will end with Joshua's story. Uh, Because this was another turning point in our life You know, uh, my wife and I We got our first son We were excited about him And at one year old At his uh, uh, birthday uh, My wife took him to her friends To celebrate his birthday And she has a swimming pool And she left my son on the carpet uh, To play with the other kids Somehow he started walking and he opened the swimming pool and he fell down in the swimming pool and died and she was not aware where my son is for almost 15, 20 or half an hour, she started looking for him but she can't find him inside the house, she went outside calling him Josh, Josh, Josh but no response. when she came back she saw him uh, in the water, floating on the water She grabbed him, she took him out, but he was dead. She screamed. And when an an Egyptian or African lady screams, the whole neighbor would come out. And the police came, the ambulance came, the fire truck came. She called me. I was at Costa Mesa at that time with another pastor. And she called me and she said, your son is dead. Your son is dead. Your son is dead the minute I hear that I I can't even you know stand and the other pastor told me come let us go to the house and we went to the house and I saw my son cover in the front yard and my wife uh, at the corner she cut her dress two pieces and she was bring all the the dirt over her head and uh, when I saw her my heart went toward her I give her a hug and we start crying together but when we were crying together the voice of the Holy Spirit in me was telling me Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever go pray for your son and I tried to go get close to him the police told me no this is an accident scene you can't come close we have a yellow rope the other pastor told them I am his dad. They allowed me to come close. I kneel next to my son. And with short prayer, I said, Lord, show me your glory. I wanted to see your glory. And boom, my son started screaming under the cover. You know, and everybody did the same. Wow! Because they watching him, you know. Praise the Lord. And they took him to the hospital, they said he will be alive, but, uh, uh, you know, we need to examine him, and uh, the doctor came with uh, a pocket full of water, and he told me, don't put your hope high, your son will be vegetable, and with the English, I know at that time, you know, your English is weird. You know, he said, Your son will be vegetable. The vegetable, I know the vegetable we eat. You know, now a doctor telling me your son will be vegetable. You know, and I looked to the other pastor, I said, My son will be vegetable. And he said, No, he will have a brain damage. You know, and uh, he explained it to me. And uh, we start praying, and uh, uh, they cut both feet to feed him, and they wire him. You know, monitor his heart, lungs. And the water was big size of water came out of his lungs. And the doctor said, he will forget about you. He might lose his sight or his hearing. Don't put your hope high. Around midnight, my wife was feeling bad and she wanted to wake him up. Josh, 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 Josh. Suddenly, Josh opened his eyes and he did like that to her that's how we play you know how, how we teach our kids you know that's what we teach them uh, to play and uh, the minute he did that she screamed she carried him and she started shouting Jesus uh, healed my son Jesus healed my son and the doctor and nurses came because all the wires start peeping in the nursing room and they told her, you crazy, what are you doing? she said, Jesus healed my son and they examined him again, and the doctor came and said, you know what, we heard about miracles, but today we saw one, your son is completely healed, no brand damage, praise the Lord you know, he has a teenager brand damage but that's okay <laughs> you, know, you know, prayer, and after that God led us to San Diego to start our first Arabic church And I remember my wife insisted to put all the furniture uh, in my car. And my car was 1975, a station wagon. And I have five gears. And if you're familiar with El Cajon Boulevard from the Highway 15, if your car is not really, brand new car will not make it. You know, and the five gear, uh, the gear number five broke. Number four broke. Number three broke number two broke because we have a lot of furniture you know dining room in my car and uh, the car start you know shaking and finally number one broke and I started rebuking Satan I said you know what you try to kill my son and God raised him you try to kill my car I will not allow you to do that do you know what I did I remember I have the backward the gear to the backward it's still working I put the car backward Turn it around, and I start driving backward, you know, uh, and until I took the exit. Don't try to do it, only Egyptian can do it. Okay. And we arrived, and uh, praise the Lord, you know, God used us to plant the first Arabic church in San Diego. And I would like to thank you guys, and uh, if you really feel God wanted you to come to Him, It's time, I will ask Pastor Tony to come And if you feel you wanted to accept Christ You know, we will sing We will worship Don't be ashamed to come and accept Christ If you need Jesus to change your life You know, He changed my life He changing millions of Muslim life It's your time today Today is the day Of good news for you. And if you are a Christian, let me leave this with you. Be bold. You know, be bold. Don't be afraid because we are in historical time and God wanted to use us. Amen. Thank you so much and God bless you.